0: Praise God. Anybody bring a Bible today or whatever. We're going to use that instead of the readers digests for a change. <laughs> the Marriott story or you know any other book that you find in the hotel. They used to be like you know, it used to be only the the Gideons left the Bi- the New Testament, the Bible, in the hotel room. Then the Mormons started le- leaving, you know, the Book of Mormon, and then the Marriott people started <laughs> leaving the Marriott story, like like it was some kind of spirit. Anyway, <laughs> Hallelujah! Just leave Mad Magazine when you have the whole thing. Matthew fifteen. I'm going to preach um, that you have a seat. At the table, you have a seat at God's You know, you look at families. I don't know. I hear the families these days hardly ever sit down and have a meal together, but that's unfortunate. But because there's just something about mealtime that just pulls a family together. Amen. Mom and dad and the children and maybe a grandparent or two and, you know, uh, some friends all at the table together. Breaking bread together, uh, having discussions—so much is taught around the family table. So I know that here that we we get a picture and an image of that. And you know, when you're raising kids, I we uh, my wife and I we raise three children, and they kind of—I I don't think we assign them seats at the ki- kitchen table, but they just kind of assign themselves. Isn't that the way it works? They just take whatever's left. What they know where dad and mom sits. And then whatever's left, that's what they sit. And they usually sit in the same place. But, you know, when, when Cherie would say, uh, it's, you know, okay, it's time for dinner. And I'd go through the house collecting people. Time for dinner. You know, Get come on, whatever you're doing. That means shut off the TV. Stop playing with your dog stop reading, whatever you're doing, and uh, wash up and come to the table. Well, usually by the time dinner's on the table, they're so starving anyway. They think they're starving, especially teenage boys. I'm telling you, that's like a plague of locusts, just having two of them. I hear about these families that have four and five teenage boys. I don't know how they can afford to keep going without a federal grant, hardly, because, I mean, they just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. And it, uh, it's like nothing's ever left. There's no such thing as leftovers because whatever's cooked will, will be eaten. But it's about that bad with two. Uh, Tenley, not so much. She didn't eat as much as the two boys, but boy, they could really put down some groceries. And But the point is, is that when Cherie said it's time for dinner, and I would re- reiterate that to them, it's time for dinner They'd come running down the stairs, up the stairs, across the room, out of the yard, right to the table. And uh, you had to hold them back to have time for prayer. Because once the prayer is prayed and the amen is said, the food's going to start flying. You know, the the bowls start getting passed. And the plates and the platters start getting moved around. And the food gets served. And uh, you never had to coax them. You never had to... To, uh, you know, to bribe them into eating in any way. It was interesting how they knew their place at the table. I think this is a great idea about God. And, and, and He is our Father. And we are His heirs. Joint heirs with Christ. Folks, that means you have a seat at God's table today. And whatever God has on that table for you, is yours. Amen. And they, you know, when we passed the plate, the platter with maybe some fried chicken on it or something, they never said, now are you sure it's okay that I take this? Are, are you, are, I don't know if I'm worthy to eat it. Now see, this is where religion robs people of their blessing. You know, people talk about the devil robbing, but religion's a robber too, which makes you wonder who's behind it because it robs us. So like I said, if I would have called for the dinner time and the children came to the kitchen door reluctantly and all stoop-shouldered and looking at the floor, and I'd say, Come on, sit. The food's going to get cold. What's wrong with you? We would be like, do we need to take them to a child psychologist? Do we need to take them to the deliverance center and have something cast out? What is wrong with them? Because you'd say, what is wrong? I think, oh, what horrible thing have they done? Because they're they're well, Dad and Mom, you know, we just don't do enough around here. To really deserve this food. Now this is the way people pray and talk in church land. Well, Lord, I know I'm unworthy for Thine blessings. What if a big voice came out of heaven and said, Yeah, I agree. You know, you're, you're smashed like a bug. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of you. I'm going to flick you off the planet into outer space. You know, but I don't know what people are expecting. i tell you what I think it is. I think it's a lack of faith and a lack of knowledge in the word and and who we are in Christ. And it's false humility because you can use that on people to manipulate them with guilt and shame and, oh, no, ah, ah," you know, how that goes. But we don't, God doesn't play games. God is God. His word is true. That's all we know. We don't have to try to play games with God and manipulate Him into giving us what He's already given us. <laughs> I'm stirred up. <laughs> Glory. Because this is what we need to know. And we need to be bolder, not, we don't need to back off and, 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 and claiming the blessings. We need to be bolder about declaring it. And if you start receiving resistance, how many knows what that's like? Resistance in this world, you press on a door and it doesn't want to move, that's your door, you just you just have to put more pressure on it. So like if I said, if I said it's time for dinner and my kids come to the table, you know, stand there, and then they come to the table and sit there and and then, you know past the food, and they look, well, I'm really hungry, but I don't know if I'm worthy. I would have told them, you're not worthy, but if you don't eat, I'm going to take you to, I'm going to know what I'm going to do to you. What is, you we, we would say, why are you acting so stupid? Why are you acting silly? What's wrong with you? Get over it. And eat, child, before the food gets cold. And uh, there's not a question on dependent children, if they deserve the food or not. If they've mowed the grass straight enough, if they clean their room quick enough, if they finish their science project on time, is not whether they eat or not, whether they get a blessing, whether they get bathed and and and, and sheltered and clothed. It's because they're in the family that they get that. There is no question of earning our merit at that point. And a parent who would put that on them would be considered an abuser, would be considered negligent. We would say that, you know, uh, if we found a a person with a baby who was malnourished and we asked the mother, why didn't you feed this baby? Well, that baby's done nothing to bring any food to the table. They've not earned anything. They're not paying the bills here. We'd say, well, you're insane. We'd put you in the, well, when they had them, before the government slashed the funding, we'd put a person like that in the state hospital, I'm telling you. Right? Give them a treatment or two. <laughs> Praise God. Now I sound like Donald Trump. But anyway,
1: <laughs> uh,
0: you know, how many know what I mean? You know, that's crazy, isn't it? Everybody would say, that's crazy. I know the word crazy is probably politically incorrect, you know, but mentally challenged, I don't know, but nuts, wacko, loony. And you would tell a person like that, what is, you'd probably slap them to try to get them, you'd say, knock it off. What's wrong with you, right? This is your flesh and blood. You feed them. You clothe them, you clean them, you medicate them if necessary, and you and you educate them, and you train them, and you love them. Glory! It's just part of the show. <laughs> well, this is God. If we, being carnal, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more does the Heavenly Father know how to bless His children? You've got a seat at the table. I'm going to show you what's on there. All right, Matthew 15, verse 21. Verse 21 says, Jesus went thence, departed unto the coast of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast, And cried unto him, Satan. Now, before we go further, I want you to see that woman of Canaan. That means she didn't have a covenant with God at that point. Only the Jews had a covenant. Nobody else. Everybody else is on the outside. She's an outsider, okay? She doesn't have a, a covenant to present. She doesn't have a covenant to believe in. To stand in. That's why this is such a beautiful story. And so she cried anyway with no covenant, no right to any blessing. She cried uh, saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. So she knew about the covenant because otherwise she wouldn't have called him son of David. Because she knew the lineage. And the lineage is what gave... The, the lineage is what gave the covenant. And she doesn't, she's not a part of that. She's a foreigner, an alien, okay? And it says, Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. I've always said anybody that's raised a teenage daughter understands that prayer and the desperation. But he answered her, <laughs> not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered... (laughs) This is some group, isn't it? Wow. They didn't go to the seeker-sensitive conference. (laughs) But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In other words, you don't have... A covenant. So I'm not going to do anything for you. Then came she and worshipped him. Without a covenant. Saying Lord help me. He answered and said. It is not meat. Meaning it's not appropriate. It's not kosher. <laughs> to take the children's bread. Isn't it something that he called healing and deliverance. The children's bread. He called healing and deliverance the children's bread. It is not meat or kosher appropriate to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Wow, Jesus just called her a dog. And she said, "But you know what?" I mean, let me interject here. God knows everything. Je- Jesus, I, I, he wanted to press her buttons. For her faith to operate. I think he knew the outcome of this story. Before he started into it with her. There's nothing about Jesus. That's mean or ugly. She said yes Lord. Yet even the little pups. The little whelps. um, The dogs it says. Put it back up in the. um, Yeah. It says truth Lord. Yet the dogs, because he said it's not appropriate to take what belongs to the children and give it to the dogs. She said, yeah, Lord, but the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Now, it did say in the Amplified Young Masters, we know that's true. If you have children and dogs, they get along very well at the dinner table, especially if green beans are involved. When mom's not looking, you know, the dog gets slipped a bean or two. (laughs) or anything else you don't want to eat. Uh, Let's keep reading. This is so fantastic. Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman. Well, she got upgraded, didn't she? He called her a dog before. Now he's calling her a woman. He said, O woman, great is thy faith. Wow, he called what she did faith. He called it great faith. You know what great faith then includes? Uh, not taking no for an answer. In other words, I'm not going to take. I'm not. I'm not going to be denied. She didn't care if she had a covenant or not, but what she did have was a crumb from the master's table. You see where this is going. This is not a fresh revelation necessarily. But it's a good one anyway. You know, we don't have to preach something new every time. Eventually you'd run out of material, wouldn't you? Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Great is thy faith. In other words, your refusal to just accept. Because a lot of people would have been, Okay, well, you're right. I don't have a covenant. I knew. I don't know what I was thinking. I'll just go home with my demon-possessed daughter. He said, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee. People say, Lord, what's your will? Well, Jesus was always concerned in what your, the other person's will was. We've been obsessed down at the altar for 40 years about what God's will is. How about what's your will? What do you want? Jesus said, he didn't say, be it unto thee, even as I will. Because he wasn't so wilting at that point. He was kind of being cantankerous about it, but he said, "Be it unto thee as thou wilt." What do you? Uh, if you want this, so be it. Wow, isn't that beautiful? And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Amen. Praise God. Well. Uh, Several things that we can glean or learn from this lesson today. One, healing belongs to you. If she could get a deliverance and a wholeness and a healing in her home, being an outsider, relying on a crumb, how much more should we get being children And the bread belongs to us. Jesus said it. And we've got a seat at the table. We're heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Salvation, deliverance, and healing, and provision all belong to us. Amen. And yet we sometimes still struggle with our faith. We sometimes struggle. I tell you, we don't really struggle with faith. Faith does not have struggle anywhere in it. What we struggle with is our head and our doubt and unbelief and fear or somebody else that's got a bum testimony (laughs) about how they prayed and didn't happen and the Lord told them it was not his will and all that. And so you just go, well, you know, that sister led better. She's led better than everybody else. And if she says it, you know, her hairdo's higher than everybody in the whole church. Praise God, what a saint. We used to measure holiness by hair uh, measurements. They told my mother, they said, if your husband is going to make it in the church of God, you're going to have to get some hair pieces and put them up on top. If that isn't the height of crazy, I don't know what is. The mother said, I ain't doing it. You can just forget it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so ridiculous. Why not just, why not just, uh, you know, why not just get a top hat and put that on or something? The higher the hair, the closer to heaven or something they used to say. Well, that is not true. In fact, Paul preached against that concept. Paul said, let not your holiness be the way you wear your hair. And boy, I don't know. The I told my dad one time, I said, you know that headquarters building in Cleveland, Tennessee. They need to put an inscription on there. Of, uh, uh, I've got a scripture that would go great over the door. Now, they've changed. We'll give them credit. There's an inscription over the door that says, having begun in the spirit, we're Completed in the flesh from Galatians 3. I'm trying to tell you there's some word of faith people that could about use a dose of that. You know, they think they're, they think they're completing in the flesh and start trying to police everybody and what they say and do. Come on! You know, I sound like Joe Biden. Come on, man! Y'all ready for four years of come on, man? Come on, man. But I, I, you know, sometimes you you do want to say that. Come on, <laughs> Hallelujah! You know, we we we're this is why we need to preach and know the finished work of Christ, finished work of the cross. What did Jesus do for us? What's already ours? We need to go into prayer and to faith and confession with what's already ours. It's already Lord, and 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 remind ourselves and remind the Lord of what we have and who we are. Lord, I'm here to say thank you. How about a thank you? <laughs> How about a Thanksgiving? We're, we're almost, we're going to have a Thanksgiving meal today and we're entering into the time of the Thanksgiving. How about a Thanksgiving prayer, you know, to say, Lord, thank you for making me your child. Thank you for the sacrifice that Jesus made so that I could be in your, at your table today. So that I could be considered, you know, somebody worthy to receive. You say, well, I'm just not worthy. Well, get saved and you can quit saying that. We used to have this sister and mother remember. We used to have the sister get up and sing, remind me, dear Lord, you know, what I used to be and how bad I used to be. I'm thinking, well, you're singing to the wrong dude because the Lord doesn't have any memory of what you were like. It's washed away. Remind me, dear Lord, I'm human and humans forget. Like the Lord's going to remember that song. You know, it was kind of kind of sweet, but kind of unscriptural. If we're going to sing something unscriptural, it should at least be happy. We could sing "Happy Days Are Here Again." We take the offering and sing, "I'm in the money." You know, something. We, why sing, why sing unscriptural and it be down in the dumps? So bless her heart. This one sister got up and sang. You know, uh, remind me, dear Lord, and uh, of what I used to be, what I used to be like, and who I used to be, all my sin, sinning days and horrible. I'm thinking, well, that's impossible. You stop singing that song in the name of Jesus because you can't. He's not going to be able to do it. Now the devil, you could sing it to the devil, the devil will help you remember. You ever had one of those nights where you just ran like a video, all your mistakes and everything you'd ever said and done wrong and you're just laying there being bombarded. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really kind of a squirrel or a weasel. Uh, but then you remember what Christ did for you and that person, according to Romans 6, that person's dead. I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. That's where you need to start praying. When you begin to pray, are you going to God with a need? Say, Lord, I'm coming to you. I've got a need. I want to talk to you about. But first of all, I want to thank you that you've already given me all things that pertain unto life and godliness. And and you're not deciding in heaven. Well, I don't know. I've done a lot for you, rightly. It's just it seems like you're just excessive. No, that's your that's your that's your tightwad uncle that you've got confused with. The Lord, your tightwad rich uncle, you know, that won't help you. We're not talking about him. We're talking about Jesus who gave all. The Bible tells us if in, in, in Romans again, Paul said, if God freely gave us Jesus, what good thing would he withhold from us? There's nothing more powerful. There's nothing more all inclusive than Christ. Glory to God. Saint of God, be encouraged today. Amen. Be encouraged. Hallelujah. God's for you. If God be for you, who can be against you? Well, the Democratic Party of Pasco County. Uh, Who cares? Or the Republican Party of Pinellas County. Who doesn't stop in the name of Jesus with all... You know, I'm so done with politics. You have no idea. I I guess it works. I don't know. Don't care. I'm just telling you, I want to just serve the Lord and bring as many people to heaven with me as I can. Amen. We are not going to become an issues church and join in conspiracy theories. You understand, we are we are going to preach the gospel. So it doesn't mean we don't get involved as citizens and blah, 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 whatever. I'm just saying that uh, for the pulpit, this is the place of the word. And love, uh, at the end of the day, I don't care who you're mad at, who you hate, love conquers all, doesn't it? You know, we put on uh, on uh, the marker uh, on uh, where uh, my first wife, Sheree, where she passed away, we put on the marker, love never fails. Amen? As a reminder, love never fails. Love never is defeated. For the saint of God, even those who, what we call, die prematurely and go on to heaven, they're not in defeat. They're not in failure. They wouldn't trade places with you. If you own the world with a fence around it. Isn't that something? And we say, hey, so sad and tragic. It's like, well, it's tragic for, it's tragic for us who, 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 uh, you know, lose people and that kind of thing. But you know God and His goodness. You look at my life. God's made up for it. I've had so many people say, oh my God, you've been through so many horrible things. It's like, yeah, but praise God, I'm still here. I'm in my right mind somewhat. And, uh, uh, <laughs> hallelujah, I can get from point A to point B without getting lost and have to have a silver alert. And, uh, you know, uh, hallelujah, I can pay my bills and I can feed myself and comb my hair and uh, those things. But, you know, thank God I'm in my right mind and uh, God has blessed me with a wonderful church and you all and wonderful people to pastor and uh, a, a fantastic marriage <laughs> that's just heaven on earth at home and uh, praise god you know there's just a and help oh maybe think how many's how many is grateful for health yes. having health and you know mental health and physical health they, they, these are great things and we just need to be grateful and thankful today amen yes. all right let's pray it's enough preaching father in jesus name we thank you lord for the word we thank you for the truth Lord, those that are watching by Internet, if anybody has a sickness or an illness or a a pain or symptom or suffering, in Jesus' name, we just rebuke all that. And we thank you, Lord, for your healing power, touching them right now. I command right now, by faith, blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors and growths and spots and places to disappear and, and, uh, and wither and die in Jesus' name, any kind of condition, any kind of disease. Lord, we give you praise and honor in Jesus' name for these, for these things. Lord, we magnify you, those that have uh, material and financial needs. Lord, I thank you for showing yourself strong to them this week. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your love, for your goodness, for your mercy, and for your grace. Amen. All right. Let's pray for our meal. You want me to do that, Marie? Pray for the meal now. And then that way you can just move into the fellowship hall. We'll have a, a nice dinner. Amen. Praise God. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this um, opportunity to join together. And uh, have this meal. We thank you that you bless our bread and water and take sickness from the midst of us. And Lord, we thank you for the hands of those that have prepared this. May they receive a special blessing. We give you these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless you. You may be dismissed.